Ladies and gentlemen, welcome back to Willcast. It's the podcast with the most creative name in the entire world. Thank you so much for tuning in as always. I really appreciate it. You know, liking, commenting, subscribing, all that good stuff. <laughs> uh, I, I really appreciate that as always. Uh, you guys are kind. You guys are you, you're kind people. Uh, I really appreciate all of the support. Uh, we're back from the 30-day break. Um, I, I hope you guys enjoyed the, the conversation with Nima Nas. That was a really, really good conversation. What a cool guy. Uh, we, we have a lot of really cool episodes coming up. I, I keep saying this, but I really, truly mean it. I feel so lucky to have the opportunity to talk to some of these people it's it's so exciting for me because I not only do I get educated on a lot of really cool stuff, but I hope that you, the viewers or listeners, whatever, however you interact with the podcast, can take something out of it as well. Which it does seem like like from the comments and and the engagement, however you guys engage with the podcast. So that's just amazing. I'm having so much fun with this podcast and I'm, I'm just so thankful and, and grateful um, for for <laughs> for everything. I did not anticipate to start off the podcast this way, like just being uh, licking your guys's ass essentially uh, like this. But I, I really do appreciate it. I really am thankful for for everything. I'm having a lot of fun with the podcast so far. I'm back in Denmark. Uh, so many things have happened since last time you and I had a little one-to-one chat. You know, a solo episode here, where you know, no, no one else is is here to distract us. <laughs> um, so many things have happened. I don't even know where to begin. Like, uh, I, uh, I came. So maybe I should give like a backstory of this. I came home from. Florida. I was in Florida, Miami, uh, or Boca Raton. Actually, it's a it's a smaller city, a, a few like forty minutes from Miami, maybe by car. Came home uh, four months ago. At this point, I lived there for five months. Uh, I was there for an internship in marketing. So I came home and got COVID immediately and i did not have covid i i've never had it before that so i was pretty late to the party like what is that like two years after covid started and i i never had it never had it until i came home from miami and and so i get home i got i got quite sick the first day that i had it and then it was more milder symptoms like a runny nose my throat was sore and I, I was super tired, very exhausted, actually. And I think I probably got COVID from the airport because I was so so my flight got canceled when I was on my way home. And so they accommodated me with a hotel room that I went to and then went back and was like, I <laughs> it was so funny because. You know, I was kind of sad that I had to leave Miami because I had a blast there. And it was it was like really weird having to close that chapter. And like, you know, just the thought of life kind of goes on for everybody else 
at my intern place, like the friends and the people that I met, the connections I made, everyone there, you know, life goes on for them. Like nothing has ever happened in a way, I guess. And, and that thought is just so weird to just leave that behind. And I'm sure I'll be back in Miami at some point. Uh, it was, Miami is, is amazing. Just Florida in general. God, I, I really like that state. And so, but what I wanted to, to address or what I wanted to say by that is it, there was some sadness me leaving, but I had kind of mentally prepared for leaving for a, like a few weeks, like maybe a month or something, you know, you kind of prepare yourself mentally to, to leave and go back home and start your life back on you essentially. So I was I was ready to go home and I get in the airport and I was exhausted because it was in the early morning, I believe. Or was it I might have been in the evening. I don't even remember now. I just remember being so exhausted and tired and just ready to go home. I was I was ready to, to go go home. They canceled my flight and so many things went wrong that day. They canceled the flight. I had to wait. I hours to get my luggage back and so they tell me that there will be buses waiting outside the airport shuttle buses to take me to the hotel okay that's cool i go outside i wait for the buses and there were other buses that came to pick up other um people to other hotels because uh, they were going on the same flight that I was, but of course, like I, I guess, like one hotel can't accept this many guests from a canceled flight because that's a lot of people. Like hundreds of people go on a plane, right? Especially one of those giant commercial airplanes. Um, so people went to different hotels. Buses came, picked up uh, people to go to different hotels. Blah blah blah. I was just left there waiting for my bus. It never came. I, w- I waited hours again after waiting hours f- for my luggage. I wa- waited hours for my my bus to come to pick me up, take me to the hotel where I was able to sleep for a few hours before I had to wake up and go back to the airport to catch my next my my new rebooked flight that was in the very early morning. So yeah. It was, I was meant to leave in the evening or at night uh, for my original flight. They rebooked it for very early morning, the next morning. So even if my bus had come like immediately, I probably wouldn't have gotten much sleep because I had to leave early again. Anyway, my bus never came, which was just beyond ridiculous. I was so exhausted and annoyed and frustrated luckily i had fallen in uh i i had um i got got into talk with uh, a few people that that were going to the same hotel as i was and they were frustrated too of course so we you know we we, we split a taxi going to the hotel but none of us had cash on us or i i don't remember why we couldn't i guess we couldn't pay we had to pay in cash so we could split the taxi between us, I guess, because if we paid electronically, it might have been harder to 
wire the money somehow. I just remember we had to get cash uh, from an ATM before we took the taxi. So we went inside the airport again to find an ATM. We, we look around like we we're carrying huge luggage. Uh, the ATM we finally find is broken. It's not working. So <laughs> we, we run around the, or we don't run. We just, you know, stroll around, whatever, carrying our luggage. Walk around looking for another ATM. We find like a sign that says, okay, the another, there's an ATM a few floors above us. Okay, fine. We go to the, the stairs. And what are those? Ah, oh, man, I don't know what those... The, the automatic stairs? The escalators. The escalators. Uh, the escalators were broken as well. So we had to carry our luggage up multiple floors. Which was <laughs> just... It was so ridiculous. We kept joking around with like how much stuff just went wrong that night. Uh, it was it was so humorous, but frustrating at the same time. We finally find an ATM, withdraw some cash, get in the taxi. The taxi driver was crazy, by the way. He drove like, I don't even know. I was scared for my life. I remember that. It was a crazy guy. Uh, we get to the hotel, sleep a couple hours, and then I went to the airport got my flight, went back home, and got sick from COVID a day or two after I arrived home, which was also just crazy because the first thing you want to do when you get home from like spending five, six months in a foreign country is to see your friends and family. Like I've missed them so much, right? And that's the only thing I can't do when I got home because I had COVID. I don't want to get my family and friends COVID, right? So that was that was a disaster, the return home. But I am home in 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 my small small apartment here in Denmark. So yeah, it's 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 fun to be home. There's a lot of really cool things going on in my life, which I'll return to in a little bit. But I do want to address that this episode of the podcast is sponsored by Copenhagen Grooming. The guys over at Copenhagen Grooming, really cool guys. Uh, yeah, and so essentially, I, I, okay, I did, I did not know how to uh, transition into this, but let's just get one thing off, uh, get one thing um, out of the way. Straight away, I guess. My beard sucks. I, I've always had bad beard genetics. So I reached out to the guys at Copenhagen Grooming because they have this beard growth kit product, which I'm going to show you guys in a little bit, just a moment. And they were kind enough to send me some of their products to review and to try on myself. And it's, it's has been, it has been an interesting... I've used the product for four months now. And so I could probably like, for those of you viewing the podcast right now, I could probably show you my beard. I'm also going to put some pictures before and after pictures up on the screen in a little bit. But so where I suffer is on the sides here, right? On my cheeks. Around my mouth is not terrible. 
like I call it the toilet seat beard, like an open toilet seat, because it's uh it's not bad around my mouth here on my uh, chin and on my upper lip, but out here is where I would love to see some more beard growth because I think I look ridiculous without a be without a beard. Like clean shaven, I look like I'm 15. Like I might, <laughs> I probably look 16 with a beard, but without a beard, I look like a little kid. Okay. <clears throat> and I don't want to look like a kid. So I, I, I really like the way I look with some beard. But I would have would like some fuller beard on my side. So that's why I was really excited to partner up with Copenhagen Grooming. Because this beard growth kit is very interesting. Uh, I'll leave a link to Copenhagen Grooming in the description. And you can go check out the beard growth kit. I would definitely recommend doing that. Uh, also because also just reading about the science of this kit is really interesting so I'll show you this is the package that I got and so this this kit comes with a few things it comes with the activator serum a cleanser and the beard roller so this is probably the more interesting of the kit so how you use this kit is you will use the beard roller so this thing has a ton of small needles on it and you will roll this on your skin where you want your beard to grow of course and so what these small needles do is they go in and kind of create these microscopic channels in your skin and really, when people see this beard growth kit, they think this is like this. The beard roller is the thing that makes the beard grow. But this is more of an, uh, well, as I said, it will create these channels for the real magic thing, which is the activator serum. So this serum is, you can go on their website, read everything, all the ingredients that are in the different products here. This is what essentially will stimulate the beard growth. And by using the beard roller, you'll create these microscopic channels that will open up and give more accessibility for the activator serum to get into the hair sacs underneath your skin and activate the dormant hair sacs essentially and stimulate the growth. So, and it also comes with a a hair comb which I have not used because I've not grown out my beard long enough for it for to use it <laughs> I've just kind of kept like a, a small stubble but it's really exciting and so I'd love to share my experience using this beard growth kit I've used it for four months and I'll put up some pictures before and after pictures uh, I so I grew up my beard for two weeks for this before on the before pictures and right now I'm also rocking a two-week beard and I noticed rather quickly that I got a lot of small new white hair I don't think that I've gotten really any new darker hairs yet but this is a process that takes time and eventually, you know, you see this when you're first starting getting a beard, any beard at all. 
when you when you start going through puberty you will see these small white hair on teenage boys and that's how your beard begins essentially so i do believe in this product i do believe that there are genetic limitations to beard growth no matter if you use this uh, or any beard growing products in general i do believe there are genetic limitations for sure but the reason i believe in this is the science seems really legit and also from my own personal experience from i as i mentioned i got a lot of white and light hair on my chins that weren't there before and those came rather quickly so my assumption is that those are hair that are from these dormant hair sacs again i will link to copenhagen grooming in the description i will highly recommend you check out uh, not only the beard growth product but also they have a lot of uh, they they have written and made videos about the science behind this beard growth beard growth product uh kit and the the ingredients and the beard roller how everything works it's super fascinating and really interesting so if you are like me and have a hard time growing a proper beard i would highly recommend you check out copenhagen grooming and also the people there from copenhagen grooming are so nice if you have any questions for them they are more than happy to answer so yeah that's uh that's that's it about the beard that's why i am rocking a little bit of a longer beard right now than i would normally is kind of to show it off i guess there's still a lot of bald spots and it's not very dense but there's def so there's definitely room for improvement for me i'll continue to use this beard kit and see where where it will take my beard so yeah thank you once again copenhagen grooming for sponsoring this episode of the podcast that's cphgrooming.com cphgrooming.com or link in the description thank you so much again super cool uh allow me pardon my french to just sip a little bit of water i found out this is i'm drinking out of a, a coffee mug even though it's water, because I found out that it's, it's much better for the podcast. It's like, it's it's much more soundless, whereas like the water bottles, I have to screw screw off the the cap of the water bottle and makes a lot of noise in the microphone. So, but these, these mugs are soundproof. They don't make as much sound when I'm on the podcast. So, yeah. Uh, I wanted to mention real quick, uh, while I'm plugging, <laughs> we are on Twitter, Instagram, TikTok. Uh, we're slowly expanding where we are, where the podcast is getting distributed. Something I noticed when I came back to Denmark is all of a sudden I was not able to. So I use Anchor FM to distribute my podcast to Spotify and they their video feature is not available to danish people and so while i lived in the us in florida i was able to upload video podcasts to spotify but when i came home that feature was gone uh, which is frustrating so now we don't have video on spotify but 
I, I'm, I mean, I'm sure we're going to get it eventually. And I will update every single episode that does not have a video on Spotify once we get that feature back. But that's just frustrating. So right now, the only video format or the only place you can watch the podcast, if you want to watch my beautiful face, is on YouTube. So, yeah, I, I thought that was really interesting that a feature I had used already just now got taken away from me because I moved back to Denmark. And it's just frustrating, man. I was born in the wrong place. <laughs> uh, hmm. Yeah. Anyway, I am, uh, yeah, it's, it's, it's good to be back in Denmark. And as I mentioned, I'm back in, in my small, humble apartment here, which by the way, I am moving. So this will be the last episode of the podcast that I'm shooting here in this apartment. And I am very just beyond excited to move. Um, this is something I haven't really discussed or talked about and probably will not discuss at this point in time probably at some later time uh i might be more willing to open up about it but the living conditions here where i am living right now are not great um so getting away from this place and into another that's that that's just way more suitable for me yeah, uh, it's just, it's amazing. I am just, I've just been beyond excited about it. And, you know, apartments don't exactly grow on trees. So it's been kind of hard and I, you can't really be picky if you want to move. So it it's a smaller, even smaller apartment than I live in right now. But it is, it's away from here, essentially. That's probably all i'm gonna say about that and it's it's nice and i think it's also going to allow me to up the quality production of this podcast in a way i have a few ideas for for how to improve the podcast once i move which is is going to be exciting i'm working really hard on this podcast and it's I'm going to try my absolute best for the next couple of years to get an episode out at least once every other week. Just know that I might not be able to always because I'm one person doing this and you might not, you know, you, you guys obviously don't see everything that happens behind the scenes, but one person running a podcast like this it's a lot of work <laughs> and i do other stuff besides this podcast you know i it's there's all the pre-production reaching out to the amazing people that that are starring in the in the podcast episodes doing a lot of networking connecting with people and then preparing like doing research on those people preparing setting up lights the video making sure that all the technical things are are great and then the fun stuff which is actually shooting the podcast having amazing conversations with people the post-production thumbnails clips and shorts which takes a lot of time to edit the distribution part or the exhibition part uh coming up with good descriptions hashtags finding uh and and um and you know 
networking with with people again like uh, uh the viewers the listeners which is also really fun actually there's a lot to it and i'm not complaining at all i don't want to make it sound that way i just want to preface that i will try my absolute best to get a podcast episode out every other week at least if if possible i would love to do more than than bi-weekly but just know that sometimes it might not be possible but yeah that's what i wanted to say (laughs) um sure something i wanted to address in this podcast as well uh i did the keto diet which i talked about in the previous solo episode right one un momento por favor see i know spanish i'm i'm cultural I had Spanish classes in high school. Did I do Spanish for three years? I think so. And I did Duolingo a little bit. This is something that's so scary about human beings. It's it's like your brain is like a hard drive. Or not even actually because a hard drive will keep and store things for you. And it won't delete it by itself. But your brain will sort of, in a way, delete information. I did. I was not bad at Spanish while I I did it in high school. Like I got decent grades, and I I was actually one of the 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 lessons that I really enjoyed. And I I did pretty well. And I then I did Duolingo, and then not even a year later like maybe even six months or something like that after like i didn't use spanish at all after high school and then now i it's gone like it's completely gone (laughs) like i i barely remember any spanish which is scary right that your brain only has a certain capacity to store a certain amount of information and if you don't regularly recall that information your brain will sort of just throw it out to replace it with something else and i guess it it doesn't actually throw it out not all of it in some cases i guess it does but you know just like riding a bike i guess it's muscle memory even though you haven't ridden a bike for years most people still know how to ride a bike once they jump on it right and it's the same thing with learning a new language i guess because what i noticed was when i moved to florida there was a lot of spanish speaking people at my my workplace at my internship uh, place and you know they they tried to teach me spanish a bit and slowly but surely like the spanish uh that i had learned in high school slowly resurfaced slightly in my brain but but without their help and and with i i would never have been able to speak a slight bit of spanish again this was a complete sidetrack i apologize ladies and gentlemen but this is something like this is how my brain works like I think of something and then I just deeply obsess about it, like how your brain works. I'm so fascinated by 
the way it stores information and and like the I was actually I talked with to my mom about this the other day how I think your brain essentially is is the the brain waves or the brain makeup maybe like is essentially almost like computer code which is why a lot of scientists believe that we will be able to store consciousness on like a USB drive and then download consciousness and upload it again. Like how insane is that? That we have figured that out about our brain. <laughs> it's like what? You can't even fathom the the amazing things that that human beings are made of essentially. It's like Ah, it's this is something that just deeply fascinates me and uh, yeah that's why i love doing this podcast because i just get to talk to people that can educate me on things like this i would love to to talk to like a neuroscientist like uh andrew hooperman if you're listening (laughs) small chance right uh if you're listening man i would love to talk to you i'm so fascinated about the the about neuroscience yeah that this was a complete sidetrack. I wanted to to dive into keto. I wonder why I got sidetracked into the how the brain works. But anyway, okay. The keto. I, I mentioned that I wanted to... I remember, by the way, why I got sidetracked into talking about the brain. Because I took a sip of water and said something in Spanish. And, and, and got sidetracked about how the brain works, I guess from that um yeah i I did the keto diet this was a very interesting experiment and i'm gonna say right off the bat i'm going back on keto so my original goal was to go on keto for two months i ended up only doing one month and i'll i'll explain why in just a little bit keto so for those of you who don't know keto is a low carb diet uh, some people will even do no carbs, which is uh, ridiculous. And I, let me preface by saying uh, you should do your own research before you always do your own research, not just when listening to me, when, even when listening to uh, professionals like talking about stuff, like do research and, and hear things from multiple perspectives. I just want to preface by saying I'm not an expert on keto at all. I'll just talk about the research that I've done and the my understanding of keto and my own experiment with it. So doing no carb keto is probably uh it would be ideal. The thing is by doing no carb keto you will cut out a lot of uh like vegetables for example. Vegetables are pretty essential because of all the other nutrients they have in them like the vitamins the minerals electrolytes and so on which are essential for for the body right carbs itself are not essential for the body it's the only one of the three macronutrients that are that the body actually doesn't need your body normally runs on carbohydrates for energy but you can but it can also use protein or fat for energy and so when you change out carbs and you, or you re- disregard carbs to a low-carb diet, your body will start using fat as energy. And 
This is beneficial for multiple reasons. First of all, carbohydrates will spike your insulin levels a lot. And and I think that is essentially the main reason for doing a low-carb diet is because a high insulin level is just the cause of a ridiculous amount of diseases. Uh, diabetes being, of course, the big one, heart disease, and, and for mental health as well, which was something I noticed. The, the, the keto diet made my brain, my mind, so fucking clear. I cannot... Like, being out of keto, I... Wow. This was, like, the benefit that I can't even fathom it. My, I felt so clear in my head. I was able to focus so good, and and I was, I was just not as tired regularly. It, excuse me, burps. It was incredible how much it cleared my head. Going low carbs, it was really strange. Now this was one of the benefits that I was. Um, aware of that people have talked about getting but i like having never tried to feel this way before you don't know like you can expect that you will feel different but before you actually feel this way you just don't know what it feels like and and now i'm off keto and actually eating (laughs) a little bit worse than i should be like i'm i i want to switch i want to kind of cut out the starchy carbs uh, even though I don't want to go on keto right now, I still want to kind of get rid of a lot of the starchy carbs. Because um, I do feel like uh, they're to blame somehow. Of course, um, there are tons of other different types of carbs, right? But what was I, where was I getting at? Um, yeah, those were one of the benefits that, was ju- that were just amazing. Now... Okay, there were disadvantages, at least for me, about going on the keto, which is which was why I stopped a month earlier. I would have loved to have gone two months because one month was not long enough to really get the full experience, I guess, because most people will not start to go into ketosis uh, until like some people it will take a month, sometimes more than a month to get into ketosis most people i think go into ketosis two weeks into getting into keto and so oh by the way i should say i did intermittent fasting as well keto and intermittent fasting so i would fast for 18 hours and eat for six hours um wow where do i even begin like there's so much i want to cover on this topic because it's fascinating man nutrition is something that i've been so fascinated by the past um, many years, ever since I started working out, actually, uh, I slowly got into nutrition. And my interest in nutrition has been this exponential curve. The more I learn about nutrition, the, the more fascinated I get about it. It's There's just an endless amount of information about it. And it is fucking insane how much it affects your body, your mental health, everything. It is beyond crazy and people 
you should if you don't already think about your nutrition you should really start to look into it and i understand it's it's one of those things that because there is just an endless amount of information out there both false information uh information that is correct and information that we don't necessarily even know if it's if it's correct or not because there's just so much information about nutrition out there it's overwhelming and i get it okay i get it it's so overwhelming for me as well i don't i feel like <laughs> every time i i think that okay I, I i know quite a lot about nutrition like a new subject will surface and that i've never even heard about and i'll be like wow i know nothing it's like so people don't have time to look into nutrition because okay now you know eating healthily okay you should eat pasta uh um vegetables get your protein fat and carbs like uh that's like the the basis that we've been told always okay wait now there's keto uh where you shouldn't eat carbs all of a sudden like and it's just it's overwhelming is what i'm trying to get at and i under i understand that people don't have time or the mental capacity to think about nutrition this heavily on a daily basis people are busy and they're tired from working (laughs) and yeah i i get it but please do yourself the favor and at least just slowly start getting into nutrition because your life will improve tremendously like i've I've experimented with a lot of different diets and I talked about this in the last solo episode, episode 19, I believe, going home. If you haven't listened to that, uh, maybe do that after listening to this one because I go into a little bit about uh, how I felt eating like shit for five months while I was in Florida. I came home, started eating uh, cleaner, felt better, went on keto felt uh better in some areas and worse in some areas which i do definitely want to get into in just a bit so eating healthy knowing what to eat makes a tremendous difference in your life please do yourself the favor look at start looking into nutrition it's amazing how good you feel when you eat strong and healthy foods okay now wow <laughs> again like there's so much i want to cover maybe maybe i'll, I'll return to this keto subject uh, in in another episode but i do want to say even though i felt amazing like in my mind on the keto diet i also experienced experienced some really bad things my First of all, I lost weight like that. And that was mainly because it's it's water weight. You drop a lot of water because uh, I believe just carbs in general will hold on to the water in your body. When you l- lose the carbs, uh, you will drop water weight, which is why amongst other like um, your electrolytes like sodium, salt especially is very important when you go on keto because that helps uh, keep the water a little bit better in your body from my understanding. So, but for some reason I was I was like 
I felt dehydrated all the time, even though I, I felt like I was getting a lot of salt and, and the other electrolytes that are essential for keeping the water in your body. But And I was really scared to to that I was eating too much salt because too much sodium is also not bad. So again, going back to the whole thing of like, where do you even start? Like, okay, one thing is good for you, but too much of that thing is also bad for you now? Like... <laughs> it's overwhelming. I was I was really scared that I was eating too much salt. So I I don't know, I was kind of uh, on the edge of that, but I guess I wasn't eating enough salt since I was dropping so much water. I don't know. Maybe I was doing something else wrong, which again, I probably didn't do this keto thing correct. Uh this was my first time attempting it. I've definitely done a few things wrong. I was starving myself. That's another thing which was the definite reason I stopped the keto early. <clears throat> I was just not getting enough food, which was strange because I felt like within that six hour window of eating, my goodness, there's like so many things I want to talk about, about this thing. <laughs> it's, it's so crazy. Uh, with it, I was, so I was intermittent fasting, which was the real problem for me, I think not the actual keto diet. Cause what I was eating, it was fine. Like I didn't have necessarily that many carb cravings, maybe in the beginning, what I was eating was fine. It was delicious. It was good food. Um, the, the intermittent fasting part was the really hard part for me. Cause I was just so fucking hungry in my fasting period. And I, I lost so much sleep. I couldn't sleep. <laughs> because I would just lay there at, in bed at night being so hungry. My my stomach would just ache. I would have a headache. I would feel really good in, in my eating period. In those six hours, I would feel amazing. And then the, my fasting period, for the most part, I would feel like shit. I felt so bad. <clears throat> Which was... and And I believe that... Because I was definitely starving. I was losing weight. I've never been as lean in my entire life as I was the last few days I was in keto. Both because of the lost water weight and because I was was starving myself. I, I didn't eat enough food. But it was strange because I was used to eating four or five smaller meals a day before going on keto. And now I would eat two very large meals a day and because those meals felt so large it was hard for me to eat enough food in one sitting because i was not used to it so i I just wouldn't get enough food uh from those two meals and which was the whole reason i starved of course and so i think it's important to notice that there's a difference between starving and fasting and I was definitely starving in my fasting period. Um, yeah. A- again, uh, so what I will do different next time I go on keto is get more food, do more research on the the bad things, the bad symptoms that I had, uh, why I have them, how to get rid of them. And because that mental clarity is really what I, what I want to get back to is is what I miss right now, not being on keto. I felt so good mentally. It was crazy. I just don't 
like I've been missing out my entire life. And again, and this is where I'll, I'll end this this thing here because I, I'm going over time on, on this topic, but there's just so much to discuss. And I would love to talk to a keto specialist or scientist, expert, whatever about this topic because man is fascinating it is really really deep there's so much to this low carb diet and overall i i do believe in the keto diet i think the intermittent fasting is the part that is going to be the hardest for people because a low carb diet is really not that hard like the food you eat is pretty delicious like high fatty food is is delicious you know bacon and eggs a lot of meat uh meat is always delicious <laughs> i will never go vegan actually i will i, I want to try the vegan diet as well i love experimenting with diets i want to try that at some point see how i feel okay yeah this is where i'll end it end off this topic uh or this discussion with myself <laughs> essentially do your own research before you jump into anything in life not just the keto diet not just nutrition don't take my word for it you might experience different symptoms or you might experience different benefits than i did on the keto diet please do your research beforehand and yeah that's it and i think this is also where i want to end the podcast uh yeah wow (laughs) time flew by that was 45 minutes wow uh crazy man i'm really excited to be back from the 30-day break i'm excited to be back in denmark as i said like i didn't even cover like a lot of the things i wanted to talk about in this episode but hey there is a lot more episodes uh coming at your face in the future and um hey um i was about to say something philosophical right now but i i can't think of anything (laughs) Thank you so much for tuning in as always. I really appreciate it and um, take it easy. Peace.